2: Yo, is it me Ouch. or are you hot as hell, bro?
4: That hurt.
2: Your mic
1: is so damn loud. Can you turn well, down a little bit. Blame the, the blame the engineers and the producers. Goodness. I got my mic hey, at half w I got my, my mic you. at halfway. You, you might have to turn down not, a Let me see. Bro, why it seems not? like you're screaming yeah, you
2: at me. It what did I do wrong?
1: Bit. I was about to go in the, sit in the corner. Well, <laughs> hey, 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 Eddie. Hey, Jeff. Since y'all are controlling my volume back at the ranch. Can you fix that? You, can you start over? Uh, could you turn me down? Start over, Dramos. Damn. Dramos, Dramos, can Eddie hear me? This is Five, live radio, six, guys. That's why, why I love live radio. Time I I was in trouble. Tr- still-
2: Let's try again. Good morning, USA in Toronto!
1: Damn, hey, can't not. even get no hump day? <laughs> yeah,
5: have mercy. Guess oh, it's not a Wednesday. <laughs> no, okay, what is yeah, going bro, on this I'm morning? Sure. That's how
1: we starting this morning? Goodness gracious. It's called gracious. live radio. It's slow, little raggedy-ass, ghetto-ass radio show. Still can't get it together almost 10 years later. Goodness okay. gracious.
2: Oh, All my goodness. Always a work in progress. Well, good morning. It is Wednesday. It is hump day. Today's my baby girl's birthday. You know, uh, Monday was my mother's birthday. Uh, today is London's birthday, and Friday is Jackson's birthday. So, a bunch of June uh, birthdays. So, you got a bunch pretty, of I'm that. glad
4: you said June, because I wasn't sure what month it was for a second. I was nah, like, what June. month are we in?
2: No, We're in June, so the, in June. the bad thing about it is, uh, you know, they can't have any parties, you know? So, today we, we put together something special for them. Oh, I ain't even going to say... We, my wife did. Um, I paid for it, but my wife put together something special for them. Uh, I'm excited about it. So when they get up this morning, we set up a whole carnival theme in the uh, family room. We took out all the couches, the chairs. We put up a blow, uh, one of the blow things like a carnival. We had, uh, you know, uh, where you throw the, uh, whatever, the bean bag at the cans. It's a whole carnival theme. Popcorn, cotton candy. It's going to be pretty dope when they wake up, so. That's all we could do. Ain't okay. nothing we can do. They can't have any parties. No friends could come by, but we're trying to make it as, as fun as possible as them and try to keep any type of of a, of a little bit of, of a normalcy. <sighs> well,
4: you have enough kids that just the five of them is a party
2: alone. Uh, you, you're, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Well, the absolutely two, the, the, right. Do the two older ones Imagine like if kicking it with the younger
3: ones time. like
2: that? You said what now? Do
1: the two older ones like
2: kicking it with the younger ones like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. And then and you know a- what this if pandemic you had only only like
4: you are only child, right, MV? So I was an only imagine child, what yeah. that must be like.
2: Yeah, but you know what? With this pandemic has made the family a lot closer because you know, we're all stuck with each other. You know what I mean? There is no I'm going out with my friends or I'm going to play basketball or I got football practice. It makes everybody, you know, coexist. So we do everything together. One day, you know, everybody might be drawing, you know. Next day, you know, we all might be listening to music. Next day, you know, we Why all I might drawing. be playing Monopoly. I will draw a
1: picture. Why you why y'all drawing? Shut up, What's we the drawing problem? Y'all not from Philly?
2: Drawing pepper, pepper the pig, and, and things like that. So anyway, but well, we got a great show for you today. Kirk Franklin yes, will be we joining do. us this morning.
1: OG Kirk
2: Franklin.
4: He had a versus battle on Sunday against Fred Hammond.
1: Sure did. Sure did. Y'all ain't passed the collection plate, though. Y'all ain't put nothing in the collection plate that was going around. Did you? See? I did. Okay.
2: All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about?
4: Well, Joe Biden is speaking out. He was in Philly yesterday morning, and he was talking about uh, Donald Trump's response to George Floyd protests and some of his own plans.
2: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. morning, everybody. It's DJ Nv Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee?
4: Well, yesterday, Joe Biden was speaking from Philadelphia City Hall, and he was talking about a bunch of different things. One thing he discussed was how racism has to come to an end in this division. Here's what he said.
6: I can't leave this moment thinking that we can once again turn away and do nothing. The moment has come for our nation to deal with systemic racism, to deal with the growing economic inequity that exists in our nation, to deal with the denial of the promise of this nation. But it's going to take more than talk.
4: In addition, yeah, he talks about, in addition, he talks about police reform. Here's what Joe Biden had to say about that.
6: A down payment on what is long overdue should come now, should come immediately. I call on the Congress to act this month on measures that will be the first step in this direction. Starting with real police reform, Congressman Jeffries has a bill to outlaw chokeholds. There are other measures to stop transferring weapons of war to police forces, improve oversight and accountability to create a model use of force standard. Looking ahead in the first hundred days of my presidency, I've committed to creating a National Police Oversight Commission. I've long believed we need real community policing. We all need to take a hard look at the culture that allows for the senseless tragedies to keep happening.
2: I'll be honest. Yes. Uh, let me stop. Let you go ahead. I was going to say, I'll be honest. Like, that's what he's supposed to say. Like, he is supposed to say that. Like, do we think any differently? Would he get up there and say anything else but that? Now, I just pray to God that... If when he wins the presidency, he, he follows through with everything that he says.
1: Well, no, no, it's not about winning the presidency. It's about getting him to make those policy commitments publicly now. OK, I, I watched it yesterday. It was good. You know, he's, he's talking the way he needs to talk. He's talking about dismantling systemic racism. He's talking about investing in the black community through legislation and economic justice. Listen, if, if, if President Barack Obama was JFK, Joe Biden has the opportunity to be Lyndon B. Johnson. He has the opportunity to be just as progressive on race and class. As LBJ was, and he better because ain't no good gonna come to the come to uh, America until
6: they do right by the black community. Period. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, here's what he had to say about economic.
4: Sense. Here's what he had to say about economic justice yesterday.
6: In order to have true American justice, we need economic justice as well. As an immediate step, Congress should act now to rectify racial inequities that allow COVID nineteen recovery funds to be diverted from where they live. I'll be setting forth. My agenda on economic justice and opportunity in the weeks and months ahead. But it begins with health care.
1: Listen, man, America has to atone for for its original sin, which is slavery. That's the only way this nation will ever heal. And the only way to heal racial inequities is legislation and reparation. So Joe, go ahead and announce your black woman running, mate. You, you already committed to a black woman on the Supreme Court. That'll be your Lyndon B. Johnson, Thurgood Marshall moment. And lean into this black agenda. Lean into this police reform. <clears throat> Provide this economic justice for the black community and go out there and uh, try to bring this thing home in November. Because if not, you're going to have well, problems. Joe
4: Biden, Joe Biden did sweep all seven presidential primaries yesterday. Not a surprise at all hey. because... There's nobody that that's really actively <laughs> opposing him. Mm. Yeah, so it's not a surprise at all, but those are the results. Um, and Ferguson also elected their first black mayor. So that happened in Ferguson. And um, obviously, that's something I think that's a really positive thing in Ferguson. So shout out to them. Ella Jones took 54% of the vote in that race. Absolutely, Ella right, Jones. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Front Page News.
2: All right, get it off your chest,
4: 800-585-1051.
2: If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Again, the number's 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm
3: telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling you.
0: This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
2: Hello, who's this? This is
0: Yannick.
2: Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest.
7: Hey, DJ MV, Angeli and Charlemagne, big up, big up. Listen to you guys every day, hey, man. Up. Um
1: Please King. Yeah. Uh yeah,
7: this is just uh, a guy looking guy looking in. They say the best way to play a game is watch from the stands, right? So this is what I would really want to happen in America within the next couple of years. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, I say something wrong, so this is it. So I hear that. Native uh, American Indians, they get something like money every month from the government to provide like that reparation money. Is that true?
4: I don't know
1: if that's uh, true. Or something, that. so, 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 something, something to that effect.
7: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm in South Smarter right now, so I know that the Seminoles they get a they get a check every month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, they, they're like, "Yo, I was told like when you come to this country, get yourself a Seminole girl because you'll be you'll be banking all all, all oh, month." Gosh. You know what I mean? So that's what I that's what I heard, <laughs> but. But what I was saying is, I think the best way to get rid of um, what's happening in America, well, racism, you really can't change with protesting or looting because Jethro and all these people who are, like, born in racism. I used to live in South Carolina, so there's a place called Aiken, and Aiken got some, got some places of where... I think we don't really, You know, so some people who are just... Racism is part. so some people just will never change, no matter how much you loot or protest. What I think should happen is, like you should. Once you have like a business plan as a black person a solid business plan the government should put into place something where you, the only qualification you need for grant money to get your business off the ground is us being black. That is that reparation I would love to see because if you have a solid business plan and you walk into that building, you walk out with checks to purchase it. If you want to be a baker, you have the check to purchase the, the oven and and all that sort of stuff. And then black people gotta realize, like in Jewish communities, you got people who, money comes into the Jewish community and it never leaves. So, like, black people should support black businesses only. Like I said to Pete, I said to my friend the other day, if every NBA player and anybody, everybody in the NFL that's black decides to let us leave, ain't nobody watching no NFL nothing but white players. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm saying, what what I want a president to do soon is like, you need black people to create black businesses. The only qualification... You know what I want? Know what I, you know what right I
1: want now. right now? What's that? I, What's I want that? some I want some goddamn ackee and sawfish right now. That's I don't shit, know why. Just all of a sudden, <laughs> I, I started Cola, craving bro. ackee and sawfish. Shut I started up. craving ackee and sawfish so bad just now. Man, y'all ain't hungry for some ackee and sawfish right now? Get
2: it off no. your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. Yeah, let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black.
2: black.
3: Stay
2: your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it
8: out. Hello, who's this? Jay. Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, good morning, uh, Ms. Yee and um, um, DJ Envy. You know, every morning I listen to Charlemagne with his commentary about black reparations along with the, his uh, need for a black female vice president. Reckless mm-hmm. commentaries like that from him and people like um, Sean Collins is going to allow Trump to walk right into the White House. What benefits will the, will the black population have been? It's like we're having now. He believes that a brink truck should run into the front of every black household and dump a bag of money. That's not going to happen, and it should not happen. He does not owe black America nothing. Only thing he owes black America is basically civil justice, okay? And make sure that there is criminal justice reform along with these police departments. Yes, they should demilitarize the police department. If I'm correct, Charlemagne said that he's, what, a dropout? But yet, because of determination and hard work, he's where he's at now. Black America has every opportunity and. Hey, Drum,
1: hang up 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 on this. this They want to do. Drum, hang up on him. The the reason I'm hanging up on him, because the Vice President Joe Biden even thinks different. You heard him yesterday. Yesterday, he's talking about dismantling systemic racism. Yesterday, he's talking about investing in the black community through legislation and economic justice. Any stupid-ass Negro that says America doesn't owe black people is a goddamn sellout. Hell yes, they owe black people. We built this country for free. They have to atone for their original sin, which is slavery. And that's the only way this nation is going to ever heal. And and the only way we're going to ever have, uh have heal racial inequalities is through legislation and reparation now shut the hell up what the hell are you talking about and you know why we need a black woman running mate it's simple math because in 2012 from 2016 4.4 million people that were registered to vote didn't show up to vote a third of them were black okay knock it off and 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 black women vote for uh voted for Hillary 90 percent of the time so why wouldn't why? you lean into your base why are you arguing with that man? I hate dumb Are n- you arguing? And, with and, that, and man. why wouldn't you? And why wouldn't you want black people to get economic justice? Why are you arguing all been with that in this man? Country? Why are you arguing with that man? These the people up, know. Boy.
2: That's why I don't talk to n**** after five o'clock. Well, it's well, it's it's, it's before it's five. It's too early.
1: That's right. <laughs> Making my goddamn blood pressure go up, telling why me that black why people. Why a black why person why? saying black people shouldn't get nothing. That's what's wrong with y'all. Y'all don't understand y'all votes a quid pro quo. You can't y'all ain't long. never demanded nothing in your life. You get Not what? Too many. Y'all just want to get what the white man give you. Who's the y'all? The, breathe. I need you to breathe. Woo woosa I'm
2: fine. Woo All right. We need to call your therapist right now. 800 585 1051. Get it off your chest. Now, ye, we got rumors on the way.
4: Yes, and it looks like Amanda Seals is not renewing her contract with the Real. We'll tell you what she had to say about that. Yes, and also we'll be discussing a radio show that should not be renewing their contract. Well, at least uh, iHeart shouldn't be renewing their contract.
2: Um, I love Amanda Seals on the Real, but anyway, well, I'll get to the rumors next. Is the Breakfast Club? Good morning, the Breakfast Club. Morning everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy, we are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors, let's talk Amanda Seals. It's time,
8: time, time. time. She's spilling the tea.
0: This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
4: Well, Amanda Seals is leaving the reel. She says she has not renewed her contract, but she wants to make sure people don't make up their own narratives about what happened. And here's what she had to say. My contract is up at The Real and I did not renew it because it doesn't feel good to my soul to be at a place where I cannot speak to my people the way they need to be spoken to and where the people who are speaking to me in disparaging ways are not being handled. I'm not in a space where I can, as a full black woman, have my voice and my coworkers also have their voices and where the people at the top are not respecting the necessity for black voices to be at the top too.
1: Listen, man, my sister not scared. My sister been betting on herself for a long time. You know, one thing about independence—once you have built something independently, it's very hard to give up your freedom and go, you know, work for your work for a corporation. And smart, funny, and black is a brand Amanda Seals built, which makes people like the real want to be in business with her. So she's always got that. You know Absolutely, I mean? she's gonna do her stand-up. She's gonna keep doing her smart, funny, and black amongst other things, and she gonna keep prospering the way she was before there was the real.
2: Don't get it twisted. She got a plan. Amanda always has a plan. She'll
1: be fine. Uh, uh, Yeah. Like I said, it's hard, you know, once you've been independent, you know, making your own money to be a part of a corporation. So I get Mm -hmm. it. That freedom is priceless. Mm -hmm.
4: Yes. And um, speaking of uh, these talk shows during the day, Meghan McCain, uh, she is, of course, as you know, on The View as one of the co-hosts there. She wrote on Twitter about the protests that have been taking place in New York. She said, my neighborhood in Manhattan is eviscerated and looks like a war zone. De Blasio and Cuomo are are an utter disgrace. This is not America. Our leaders have abandoned us and continue to let great American cities burn to the ground and be destroyed. I never could have fathomed this. Well, another person who lives in her building, Kristen Bartlett, who writes for TBS's late night program, responded, Megan, we live in the same building and I just walked outside. It's fine. So (laughs) you shut that down pretty quickly.
1: Sit me down, Karen. She she basically told Megan, simmer down, Karen. All right? No fire over here, Karen.
4: All right. Yeah, keep the drama to a minimum. All right, and Kimberly and Beck, they're on a radio show in Rochester, New York on 95.1, and they were having a conversation about the attack of a local couple after protests that were happening in downtown Rochester, and Kimberly and Beck actually had this to say. Were they acting n-wordish?
6: There's your question. They were acting thuggerly, like I think they're thugs. Were they thugs.
5: acting n-wordly?
6: Yeah. And by the way, you
5: can't I'll, say that. What are you doing? Hey, I if that, that was, well, so stop hey, saying thugs. Say. That's
6: part of the problem. You no, can't it's stop. not. They're say thugs. Say sure. If you look like a thug and if you act like a thug and you got three on one and beating up and, a white woman with a two by four, by God, you're a thug.
5: And by the way. There are people in the black community would say they are acting n-wordly, but, but they can say that. You can't say that.
6: It's double standard. I was going to say it if that happens. It doesn't matter. And
5: I don't appreciate the double standard.
6: Oh,
1: interesting. Hmm. Kimberly, you are acting a uh, white devilly. All right, Kimberly, you are acting crackerly. You're acting crackerly, Kimberly. Okay, you, you as a white woman cannot say n-wordly. Even if you're using it in the proper context, I don't care how many times you watch the N-word versus black people joke from Chris Rock. I don't care how many times you've heard me say I don't talk to N-words after five p.m. You can't say that. By the yeah, way, I would like to know what she, I would like to know what she's calling in thuggery. But I would like to know what she's calling the white people who are out there protesting and looting. That's what I would like to know. What is she calling them when she sees those white looters? Because there's a lot of them. What does she call them? That's what I want to know.
4: Well, I'm going to assume they didn't take part in Blackout Tuesday yesterday, just judging by. <laughs> Everything that was happening, yeah. that was, the day I, I when was I, I supposed yeah, to nah, be I, I supporting Black Lives not, Matter, not at all, and supporting these movements, and this is what they decide to do. So we shall see. Yeah, but there a, should be a, some repercussions for that.
1: I don't know who that was uh, in the room telling her she can't say that, but whoever that was is absolutely right. If that was Beck, mm-hmm. the Kimberly and Beck, if that, yep. if that was Beck, you're absolutely right, Beck. Kimberly can't say that.
2: Well, that was a guy saying that, I think. Right, that was a guy saying that you can't say that.
4: It's uh, yeah, Kimberly Beck. and Barry Beck, is it? Oh, guy. Barry
2: Beck, okay. <laughs> I wish it yeah, Beck. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, Becky, yeah. Kim and Becky, okay. Becky? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All
4: right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.
2: All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about?
4: Yes, and we'll give you some updates on George Floyd and what's happening. Um, You know, a lot of things went down yesterday. We told you about the march. Bumby actually called in to discuss that. So we'll give you some more details and we'll talk about Joe Biden. He was speaking yesterday and we'll give you some highlights of what he had to say about plans moving forward.
2: All right. Also, and Kirk Franklin will be joining us next hour. So we'll kick it with Kirk Franklin. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting Yee?
4: Well, yesterday there was a march for George Floyd. And just so you know, George Floyd's GoFundMe raised more than $10 million in five days. Wow. So that GoFundMe is being managed by attorney Ben Crump. And they were seeking to raise 1.5 million, but they've raised more than 10 million dollars in five days. So that's going to end kids, up going, right? to, yeah, to his children, to okay, mental great. and grief counseling, to cover funeral and burial Beautiful. expenses. Great. Although they did accept Floyd Mayweather's offer to pay for the funeral, mm-hmm. so that's going to cover all of those things to assist the family as they are also seeking justice for George Floyd. Now, something that was really college
2: is paid for. Yep, Minneapolis mm-hmm. gonna have to pay some money too, a lot of money too. I mean the money doesn't bring yeah. their dad back, but it at least it, it pays for a lot of the stuff that their dad was gonna do for them, I'm sure, from schooling to and, everything.
1: And they're gonna need therapy, they're gonna need mm-hmm. they're gonna need a lifetime of therapy and grief counseling. Absolutely. For real.
4: Now, there will be memorial services for George Floyd taking place in at North Central University in Minneapolis. That's going to be happening tomorrow. Saturday, there's a public viewing, a memorial that will take place. And on Monday, a memorial will take place in Houston at the Fountain of Praise Church. Now, uh, George Floyd's daughter, Gigi, she's six years old. And this video just really makes you want to shed a tear if you didn't shed a tear when you first watched it. And here she is. Um, she is actually... Um, sitting on Steven Jackson's shoulders and here's what she had to say.
8: He did what? Daddy changed the world. That changed
2: the world. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man.
4: Daddy changed the yeah, world. Right, yes, he mm-hmm. did. And uh, the mother of George Floyd's daughter, Roxy Washington, actually told reporters that she wants to see justice for Floyd and for her daughter as well. Here is some of the things that she had to say.
2: Shiana does not have a father. <laughs> He will never see her grow up, graduate. He will never walk her down the aisle. If it's a problem she's having and she needs her dad, she does not have that anymore. I want justice for him because he was
4: good. No matter what anybody thinks. All right. Uh, Now, Joe Biden, we told you he did sweep all seven presidential primaries in addition. And that was no surprise. Obviously, there's nobody that we know that's running against him that's going to make him not sweep. But, you know, we do have uh, more elections happening next week on Tuesday. So we'll tell you what states that's going to be in. And we'll keep on making sure that people do vote. And if you're not registered to vote, make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure you fill out your census form. But uh, Joe Biden was talking yesterday in Philadelphia and he was talking about police reform.
6: A down payment on what is long overdue should come now, should come immediately. I call on the Congress to act this month on measures that will be the first step in this direction. Starting with real police reform, Congressman Jeffries has a bill to outlaw chokeholds. There are other measures to stop transferring weapons of war to police forces, improve oversight and accountability to create a model use of force standard. Looking ahead in the first 100 days of my presidency, I've committed to creating a National Police Oversight Commission. I've long believed we need real community policing. We all need to take a hard look at the culture that allows for the senseless tragedies to keep happening.
1: Listen, Joe said all the right things yesterday in Philadelphia, and we need him to keep making uh, policy commitments like that publicly because voting will not change things unless the people we put in want to change them. This white supremacist system is by design, Okay, The whole function of systemic racism is to marginalize black people, and it's very hard to get any old white man to change the system that's been working for him and his family for years. So yes, the only way systemic racism will be dismantled if the people who benefit from it want to dismantle it. So I'm glad he was talking about dismantling systemic racism. I'm glad he's talking about economic justice investments into the black community. That's the only way he's going to win, because I keep saying it over and over. If JFK was President Obama, Biden has to be Lyndon B. Johnson. That's it. And, and shout out to Congressman to Jeffries.
4: Shout out to Congressman Jeffries, who he actually referenced when he talks about outlawing the yep. outlawing the chokehold. That is actually my congressman who represents my district here in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on June 23rd, that's when elections are here in New York City. But, yes, I love um, hey. Yvette Clark in Brooklyn. Hey. I love Hakeem Jeffries. So make sure we support that. Now, Bank of America has committed $1 billion to help combat racial inequality. It is the nation's second largest bank. And what they're saying is uh, that $1 billion will benefit communities of color over the next four years. The money will go toward a number of different areas like employee recruitment, job training, support to small businesses, housing aid, and the expansion of health services like vaccination clinics. So according to the CEO, he said underlying economic and social disparities that exist have accelerated and intensified during the global pandemic. The events of the past week have created a sense of true urgency that has arisen across our nation, particularly in view of the racial injustices we have seen in the communities where we work and live, we all need to do more.
2: Right. And I, I, I would say to, this... We have to keep... I Go ahead. say. Oh, there. I was going to say this with Bank of America, too. Bank of America changed a policy that really affects a lot of small business owners... Bank of America, because a lot of small business owners been hitting me about this. But Bank of America, usually, if you write somebody a check, it would usually clear from three to five days. But now the checks are clearing in 10 to 12 days, which is a problem for a lot of small business owners. Because if you write somebody a check, they can't get that money for 10 to 12 days, which is a problem. And a lot of business owners are leaving Bank of America because they can't wait 12 days for a check to clear. And that's affecting a lot of minority mm. businesses. I wanted to say that, too, with Bank of America. I hope somebody's listening, because they got to oh. change that. It wasn't always like yeah,
4: that. Yeah, because we actually use Bank of America for Juices for Life.
2: Mm-hmm. I use it for a lot of my I stuff, love, too, uh, but, I, but I'm, I'm going to change it.
1: Well, I'm glad they put up that billion dollars for, uh, you know, racial justice, because we got to keep pushing America to atone for its original sin, which is slavery, and the only way to heal is through legislation and reparations. Yes, the black community needs an economic justice package. We need that bag, and we're going to get it, okay? That's, that's why I just keep telling people. Don't be afraid to uh, I, make demands. Right. What's your votes? Mm-hmm.
4: All right. Well, I am I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news.
2: Oh, did I, you get your name? <laughs> Would you have to think about that? No, because I was your, I was looking at
4: Bank of I'm looking at <laughs> Bank of America right now, and I was like trying to see about what they do because that that was a, you know a concern. But we don't ever write checks anymore anyway because we just do everything electronically.
2: Yeah, but for some people, like, if you write checks to people to get a receipt, a lot of small business owners were telling me that Bank of America, their checks clear and uh, attended business days, seven to ten business days, but before it was three to five. But anyway, up next, Kirk Franklin will be joining us. We'll kick it with Kirk Franklin, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line the brother Kirk Franklin. What's up, beautiful
9: people, man? It's an honor to be here. And I want to make sure, you know, if the if I need to take this, you know, bandana off, I you know, trying to come this morning with a little sauce. If I need to take it off, I'll take it <laughs> off,
1: you know. I like your Christian Crip vibes. Nice. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? It looks
4: like you have a fresh haircut, too. Can I see that line on the side? Yeah, you yeah, got, yeah. I'm okay. You got the barber coming by? <laughs>
1: uh, no. If I want to get it. Kirk, let me tell you something. Don't, don't I watched us, you. I watched you. I watched the good brother, Bishop T.D. Jigs. I watched Fred Hammond all yeah. in the studio together with no damn mask on. <laughs> now, I believe yeah. in God, too, and I got yeah, faith. So we but were Corona talking, is real.
9: Every, everybody that came into the studio, we were taking temps. And it's very mm-hmm. difficult to be able to speak to the people and, and communicate in an effective way when we're having to do it in a mask. So, you know, we were doing the best we can. But, but for the sake of hope and encouraging the people, we put ourselves out there.
4: Well, thank you True. so much for that versus battle on Sunday. That was amazing. And I think uh, well, timing-wise, the timing couldn't have been any better at all because we all needed that.
9: Man, no, I, w- I was very humble when uh, Swiss and Tim hit me. It, it was something that I would never do in a normal mm-hmm. situation Not because I think the platform is not super dope. I just think that in, you know, gospel music or Christian music, just because we talk about, you know, someone bigger than us, you know, to... To try to say, you know, that the music God gave me is stupid than the music God gave you, you know, and, you know, just kind of would have not always reflected what I, what I think the bigger story is. But because we were able to do it for the people and we were, and we were able to do it for something that had a bigger narrative uh, is is I thought it was a great moment.
2: It wasn't a battle. It's, no. it's, we don't call it a battle. It's it's giving each other flowers. It's kind of repping each other yeah. and representing mm-hmm. each other. So it, we... I know, we, I know we call it a versus, but it's more like right. giving artists and producers and writers their flowers while they're here, and we definitely needed that one this weekend.
1: Now, Kirk, that sounds great, but who won? Who do you think won now? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All that sounds good. <laughs>
9: is I hope that gospel music won. You dig? I hope that gospel music looks fresh. I hope that people, you know, could, you know, conceive, you know, just because when you look at all the genres of music that are curated by people of color, you know, a lot of times gospel music is one of the lower hanging fruits, you dig? And so to be able to beyond uh, that big platform to be able to keep it a buck with people about you know the hurt and pain and and to be able to see the entertaining DNA of gospel music as well that was pretty fresh for us to be able to present that to culture
2: now what do you tell your people that that are your fans that follow you right now with everything that's going on from covid 19 coronavirus to uh the protest and what happened with george floyd what 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 are you telling your people
9: is I try to say, Mm-hmm. that I don't understand everything, that, that that I weep with those that weep and, and, and I mourn with those who mourn, that that a lot of times it, it's, it's not necessary to always throw a Bible scripture at every freaking thing. A lot of times you just got to be silent and feel the pain with people. And when the opportunity permits itself, then you give them another narrative and another optic of what faith can look like. And you do life with people, man. Is I think that what has made this moment also divine as well as painful is that we're all on the same level. And so I just try to be on the front line in the middle of the struggle with my people. Absolutely. Man, one touching you know, uh, moment
4: was you had Wanda Cooper Jones, the mother of Ahmaud Arbery, actually called in. And that was a tear-jerking moment for, yeah. for that to happen. But it was also inspirational as well.
9: Thank you. And I was very intentional about that. Like I hunted her down when, when, when this versus uh situation came up, I was like, we need an element that can remind us. And, you know, here's the unfortunate thing. We are having so many black soldiers fall during this civil war that a lot of times you can forget the soldier before the soldier. You, you, you dig? And so I just thought that it would be a very powerful moment for this, beautiful uh, queen to know that even in the midst of Mr. Floyd's suffering, that we also know that before Mr. Floyd was Mr. Aubrey, And so sometimes as a mom, I can only imagine that you may forget that people move on from Mm -hmm. yours. And I want her to know that the pain is transferable and that we see you as well. And we remember you and we got you.
1: You know, uh, Kirk, you got a single called Strong God and, and it talks about racism and the human race needing healing. Did you have this song already made prior to the death of George Floyd or was this a result of his murder?
9: Man, I wrote this song last year and I put it on the latest album, Long Live Love, and had no idea that it would be an evergreen moment. But you know what, at the same time, you know, we've been in this state for many, 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 many years. And so these That's right, these topics. Unfortunately, these topics are evergreen. We should be writing new lyrics. Right. We should be having new mm-hmm. conversation. But unfortunately, we are always having to. Uh, to open back up the same one. And so that is a problem. It's, it's a problem for culture. It's a problem for Christianity. It's a problem for uh, social injustice. It's a problem uh, on the political scale. It's, it's a problem socioeconomically, is that we're always having to regurgitate the same conversation. And that in itself can be deplorable.
1: I saw you tweet on May 29th, Payne loses his hearing. After centuries of broken promises, it becomes numb and deaf to anything except tangible change. You cannot love people and not be shook to your core by the optics against humanity. Help. Expound expound on that, please.
9: Well, I don't know how I can say it any better than you did, you know, and 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 of course you got that Charlemagne tone. So, you know, it 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 <laughs> it's a lot more powerful. Um, that if we are are from the same origin we are all from from the same dirt uh, you know scientifically proven that we all come from the soil of africa so so we all have some type of genetic code inside of us that makes all of us humans. that's why we don't uh see animals cry uh, when they kill each other just because humans possess a soul that should be universal uh when somebody aches and so when when you don't have sorrow in your heart when humanity hurts, there is a deafening inside of your humanity. There is something inside of you that is deceased. And I don't care how much you lift your hands or what God you pray to. And so if you can see people suffering and and, and screaming for help, uh, if I was drowning, Charlemagne, and if you drove by me and if I was drowning in the lake and if you pulled to the side of the lake and and if you started saying to me, Uh, swim harder, paddle, doggy style. And if you took a book about how to swim and threw it at me in the water, in your mind, if you think that you're helping me, you've lost your mind. Mm -hmm. I'm drowning. I don't need for you to pull over and throw a book at me. I don't need for you to yell uh, doggy paddle. I need for you to get your ass in that water. And I need for you to come swim. Because I've been drowning for a long time, and I need for you to come get me out of that water.
1: Now, Kirk, I can't swim. Kurt, can you swim? I can swim. I'm a
9: black
2: right. man that can swim. Uh, me too. You said doggy <laughs> style. It's doggy paddle. I don't know what you're thinking about, but it's doggy You know what paddle. he was thinking about. Is that
4: it's do- doggy style? It's, no, it's not doggy <laughs> style. <laughs> it's doggy paddle. <laughs> we already know what happened after the battle. We saw, we saw you tell saw your wife you're going to lay hands on her, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
9: gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
2: Uh, we got more with Kirk Franklin. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kirk
1: Franklin. Charlamagne? What do you say to a lot of uh, Christians who have received backlash for saying that we need to pray for the cops who are involved in George Floyd's murder or we need to forgive the cops? What, what are your thoughts on that?
9: It's all the time it's, it's almost like we need to say, then we need to say that we need to pray for the Roman soldiers that killed Jesus. Mm. they say that you need to pray for the man that shot dr king then say that mm. Mm. say it and if you're gonna say it say it loud the bible mm. says rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn right now we're in a mourning state and mourn 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 with us it makes christianity duplicitous when you have those type of statements and that's why people do not trust we are we are already trying to deal with the narratives of the weaponized version of Western Christianity that we've been dealing with for centuries. And so I'm just trying mm. to rewrite that narrative. And so I'm not praying for anybody right now, mourning with my brothers and sisters. Wow. And and uh, if uh, white Christians want to have that conversation now, then I think that they need to check their motives and intent.
2: That's the first time I've ever that's heard real. that. You know what? And, and usually people say, no, you got to pray for the people that's hurting you. And I always say I can't. I can't pray right mm-hmm. now because I, I haven't I haven't forgiven him yet, and that's the first time I've heard anybody say that. Usually, people are like, "No, we have to pray." You know, the person that came in and shot the people in the church. We have to pray for that young man. We forgive him. I, I can't forgive him because I'm still mourning. Now, mind you, if I think that it's heroic when you have families
9: right after the Charleston killing that say that we're going to pray for for this young white uh, right young man, how how heroic? and how much I want to be like that. And I do believe that God allows, in different periods of history, those moments that we can try to aspire to. But it should not be a judgment against those that can't do it at that moment. Right. I'm
1: going to be honest with you, Kirk. I don't believe them when they do that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm from, I was born in Charleston, raised yeah. in Monk's Corner, right next to Charleston. I don't believe them when they forgive that quick. Like, it's, it's, it's physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually impossible to get to a place of forgiveness that fast i don't believe it well you know
9: what uh bro is 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 that i can totally understand what you're saying that for your state and your mourning and your pain but i do believe in my humble opinion this is my humble opinion that there is a supernatural power that god can give coretta scott king when her husband was martyred for the sake of freedom that gives her the power to march and stand and to pray and 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 to keep the narrative going. And and I believe. If I believe in God, then I got to believe in a supernatural power that can supersede and even trump my human emotions and being. Now, there's no scientific uh, uh, no scientific evidence for it. There's nothing tangible and any data, but that's what the spiritual is. Think about it, man. Just look at all the people. Look at all the hell black folk been going through for centuries and still yeah. with some of the most powerful people mm-hmm. on the planet. And, yeah. and when you look at that, I'm, I'm, I mean, bro, like, And now I'm getting excited. Let's keep it no cap right here. Look at all of the hell our forefathers and mothers went through. And you Mm -hmm. didn't hear a lot about suicide. You didn't hear a lot about people just ending it all. You hear more about, listen, our great grandmamas and, and grandparents, they were not cashing out like we are right now. And they were going through some of the most demonic trauma. And all the PTSD that a lot of them lived through, but they were still holding on, still believing that God was going to make a way out of no way. And if they could have done it without the resources that they had during mm-hmm. Jim Crow, then, then there's got to be a supernatural power that we cannot explain.
4: Right. Just how people wow. grieve differently at some points for people, their faith is what will get them through certain things. And that yeah. might mean prayer and forgiveness because that helps you as a person to yeah. go on.
9: While at the same time, I can also co-sign Charlemagne and anybody else that if you're not there, we need to Mm -hmm. not judge people if they're not there. If they're not there, man, let's mourn with them. That's what I'm saying is that there's a
2: duality that we can be both. I always ask people, you know, at at times like this, you know, a lot of times people are trying to, 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 to get their faith and, and, and losing faith a little bit, you know? From COVID-19 yeah. to coronavirus, yeah. then people open up their, their small business and then their business gets looted. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you tell yeah. those individuals? First of all, incredible question. And I think that it's very important to say to people
9: that I don't have all the answers. One of, one of the most prolific statements that you can sometimes say is, I don't know. Mm. But I do want to say this. What I don't know Does not cancel out what I do know. And so what I do know still has a validity in the midst of the battle. And I can say to people that I was abandoned as a child. I was adopted at the age of four by a six to 4 year old woman. I heard my biological mother tell that lady I, at 13, she had visited once and said, I didn't even want him. I wanted an abortion and you wouldn't let me. My father did one thing for me, gave me a haircut when his father died for the funeral. Never did anything else for me. I had ADHD. Kids laughed at me because I was a church boy. I dropped out of high school. I had learning disorder. got a kid. When I was 17, the church kicked me out. I Hmm. found that same lady that adopted me dead and asleep and I remember going to the uh, pawn shop, cashing, uh, trying to pawn her wedding ring that she left to me because I was hungry living in her house that was not full of rats. And so, how can you take somebody like me with no education? I'm vertically challenged. (laughs) I can't change. (laughs) And my career has lasted for over three decades. it's not because I'm the dopest. There are so many people that are greater and better than me. It is only the grace and testimony of Christ, and so I try mm-hmm. to let people know that if, that, that if He can do that for me, He can do that for you.
1: Hey, Kirk, as a fellow vertically challenged man, um, it's not like you playing basketball, okay? So let's not let's not act like okay, let's not act like the height has a real factor in anything that you're doing, okay? <laughs> Thank you, brother. Now I want to talk to you about strong God because you said until lives matter more than tithes matter. Mm-hmm. Woo, let me hear. Let me, let me hear you. diss some of these pastors making all this money? Oh yeah. You know, uh, um, once again, there
9: are brothers and sisters that are in the battle that don't always reflect what uh, the battle should look like. You know, even if you have a president that is walking in front of a church yesterday holding up a Bible. Well, you know, he must ain't read Psalms 119, you know, because Psalm 119 says, "Hide thy word in thy heart, not hold my word mm. in thy hand." Mm. <laughs> you know, and, mm. and so, and so, so, so there are a lot of hypocritical images in every community, and so that's why you try to see me be very verbal about the mistakes of Christianity, the sins of Christianity, and so um, I can co-sign with that. I, I I I can concur. And so and so but it does not mean that there are men and women that have not been transformed by the incredible eternal message of the gospel. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. These are messages. And so when people make money and make God a lottery, then they are missing the divine purpose of why Christ would give his life for everybody. There's not a person on this planet
2: that Jesus don't love. All right, we got more with Kirk Franklin. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kirk Franklin. Yee.
4: Kirk, while you're at home during mm. this time, have you been inspired musically just by everything that's going on around you? You
9: know, if I can be honest with you, one of the reasons why I wore this shirt today is because I started back going to therapy during this pandemic. I can be honest, now, it's I've been going to therapy now off and on for about the last 30 years, you know, dealing with my, uh, just dealing with my abandonment issues, dealing with, you know, just the rejection I had as a kid, uh, a lot of the trauma that I've suffered as a young man. And so therapy and my faith have been my, they've just been my lifeboat. And so the trauma of, of, of first of all, the pandemic, and then now what's happening now is that I started going back to my therapist. And I can be honest and tell you that the motivation to do a lot of music, uh, it's been off and on just because I've been just really struggling. I've been really struggling trying to get people just to hold on. It's, it's almost like, where does the physician go when he's sick? You know, I'm getting myself back together just because I think that um, y'all needed Sunday, but I needed Sunday
2: too. Because
9: mm. I needed that versus moment too.
2: Now, what have you been going you know, through? You, a- you said you were going through a lot, and I'm sure people are going through the same thing. What were you dealing with that you said, you know what? I gotta go see a therapist right now. Was it anxiety? What 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 was it that you said? I, I have to.
9: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, I've always struggled with anxiety, and then you know, just as a creative, I think almost every creative, and I'm quite sure all three of y'all feel this, just because y'all are curators, and then the attention that y'all get, and the and and and. And just the gravity of y'all's platform, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. And a lot of times people don't know. And of course, y'all can amend this. When you live in the public eye, your highs and your lows are different. Mm-hmm. And so that type of pressure that you live up under is not realistic. So, um, you know, just in the pressures of the world or are, or are, are people trusting that you always got an answer and that you always having to be ready to give an answer Um can be very discouraging, can be very heavy. And, and, and I carry the weight of people's hurt. Very real, like, bro, like no cap. I'm telling you, I would not be doing this music if I did not believe in the dude that I rock with. So it's like, I got to have somebody to be able to blow up this team. I can't go to YP with that every day. You know, mm-hmm. she need me to be strong with her so It's like, I got to go to somebody who I can go, man, these Christians are f-ing me off. It's like, man, somebody else got shot. Man, what do I do, man? It's like people ain't working right now, you know? And I got a whole crew that I got to take care of, man. You know, what do... And, and so that type of pressure is I need somebody to pour into me so that when I get on these incredible platforms with y'all, I'll have something to be able
1: to say. Absolutely. Hey, Kirk, you know what's so interesting, man? Um, you know, prior to, prior to the quarantine, my therapist had been trying to tell me for the longest, let go of things that you can't control. You know what I mean? And I could never grasp that concept yeah. until the quarantine because yeah. we had never experienced wow. anything like coronavirus. So, you know what I did? I flipped it. Right. It it, it I started leaning more into my faith side because mm-hmm. I already had gotten what I needed from going to therapy all of those 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 past these past mm-hmm. couple of years. So I started leaning into my faith side. So it was more no. Bishop T.D. Jakes, more Stephen <laughs> Furtick, more Pastor John Gray, yeah. more Minister Farrakhan. Yeah, yeah. You know
9: what I mean? that is the job that i want to be able to communicate to to culture as well is is that at the end of the day you are spiritual beings is that if you live your life dependent upon the natural world to be able to feel something that the natural world does not have the ingredients to do that's why That's why no matter how good sex has been for a lot of human beings, a lot of people don't stay with that same one. You're always looking for something different. No matter how much that drug made you feel at that moment, you're looking for the next high. Just because the natural world can't speak to the depth of the cry of your soul. Your soul was created for something bigger that the human world is not able to be able to fulfill it with. And so that's why I'm always trying to, that's why I'm always trying to, be a messenger to clean up what a lot of the history of Christianity has messed up, because Christianity and Jesus are not always synonymous.
1: Mm. Explain a little bit.
9: Well, Christianity is the form in which we try to communicate what the teachings of Jesus is, uh, or what the teachings of Jesus was. But in the sinfulness of man, Throughout the narrative of that historical context, there has been a lot of uh, distraction, there's been a lot of abuse of power, there's been a lot of misuse of the uh, statements of Jesus Christ. But that does not mean that the historic individual of Jesus Christ and what he stood for and for what he preached— it's always reflected in the actions historically, whether, whether through the crusades, whether through uh, the uh, conquest, whether through Jim Crow, uh, whether through colonialism. Christianity was always leading in those narratives, and we've got to confess those sins. In order to get it right, we've got to confess what's wrong. And so that's why I'm always an advocate for, for uh, platforms like apologetics to be able to communicate the historical accurate uh, uh, narrative of the gospel of Jesus Christ, as well as pointing out the bull and the foolishness that Christianity historically has done.
1: Absolutely. I got one last quick quest, qu- question for brother Kirk. I was watching um, Bishop T.D. Jake Sunday, and this is, this is a conversation that a lot of me and my folks have been having. Do you believe Kirk that we're in the end of times?
9: You know, um, and I think that a lot of people, can be so enamored with the conversation of what does this mean versus what do we do is I think that it's easier to, to try to figure out what's happening out there instead of looking at this moment to see what needs to be fixed in here. Mm. Does that make sense? What I'm saying?
1: Perfect sense. Mm -hmm.
9: And so I would encourage people, I encourage people to stop trying to be so worried about where God is Instead of trying to be more focused on, it's God with me. Mm.
1: Well, thank well, you for joining us. you, my brother. Now, bro, we you know appreciate you- your prayers no, no, for
4: us. And just so you know, I'll be praying for you as well. As I know yeah, you said you- you've been thank going you. through some difficult times. Absolutely. You got to leave us with a prayer, though, brother.
9: Man, Father, I, uh, man, don't even know what to say to you sometimes in the midst of this. Because I don't always understand what your hand is doing, but I've come to understand that when I cannot trace your hand, that I can trust your heart and that I can also believe that when the world is out of control, that does not mean that you are still not in control. And I do want to say to you, Father, if you've ever been trying to get our attention, you have our attention now. Whatever you want to say to us, Lord, we want to have hearts to hear. And I know that we come sometimes with our own biases, our own prejudices, our own ideals of who you are. But instead of us trying to make you out to be what we think you are, God, I'm asking you by faith, show us who you are. Show us your face. Let us see your hand. Reveal yourself to us in this pandemic, because we have two pandemics happening, three pandemics, financially, socially politically, spiritually, more than one just pandemic, that we're asking you to be the sovereign God that you are and hear the hearts of your people. And, Lord, I know right now it is so difficult to trust because we are so broken and fragile. So, God, I'm asking you right now, have mercy. Have mercy on us. In your name, Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Thank you, brother, for checking Thank in, you man. We appreciate Always you a so pleasure, much, man. Gang. This was an honor. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank yes, you. sir. All right. It's Kirk Franklin. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: Listen up. It's Justin. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela, Angela Yee.
4: It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. So today on the talk, they've put out a teaser for what's going to be happening, and Eve is discussing how she has to have these very difficult and uncomfortable conversations right now because she is married to a white man, so here's what she said.
3: I am in an interracial relationship. I am having some of the most difficult and uncomfortable conversations I think I've ever had, Mm -hmm. and vice versa with my husband, but at the same time, it's a beautiful thing. Because I don't know his life through his eyes. He doesn't know my life through my eyes. All we can do is sit. All he can do is try to understand and try to ask the questions. And he wants to understand. It's going to be uncomfortable. But we have to be okay with being uncomfortable so that we can get to a solution.
1: Is that what LL Cool J was alluding to when he was uh, saying, what did the biracial No, I actually got a call about LL. I, I believe, don't
2: quote me, I believe he has a stepbrother. Or uh, and that's half black, half white, I believe. And that's
1: what he was referring to, I
2: believe.
4: Okay.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. okay. When he, yelled, when he yelled out on Twitter, imagine how people raising biracial children feel right now. This is crazy. So Eve was just having a conversation with her white husband. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yes. That shouldn't be an uncomfortable yeah. conversation, though. It, it shouldn't be uncomfortable at all. It should be somebody listening and somebody teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that, but and it is that,
4: yeah. also okay to have uncomfortable conversations, I feel like. That's fine, you know, because yeah. this might be something that, I mean, it's a, you know, right now, in this day and age and everything that's happening, some of those conversations might get a little heated, even amongst people who love each other. Yeah, and what's yeah, sometimes crazy, though, is people just don't understand. A,
1: this, and yeah, and it's not even a conversation about race. This is just a conversation about humanity, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way a human being can watch that video of George Floyd and say, oh, that's okay. If you don't feel a way about that, then something's wrong with you. You don't got no soul.
4: Mm-hmm. And you should always feel okay when you're in a, a space where you feel safe to be able to ask questions too, even those difficult questions. So like she said, you know, she he sees life through his eyes. She sees life through her eyes. So they have to be able to discuss those things. and try. And she said, you know, it's hard because she gets very emotional as well. So I can see why. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Killer Mike also hosted a virtual meeting with grassroots leaders, and he was highlighting all the ways that they're working to address systemic racism. Here is TMZ. They were live streaming it.
7: You guys are the most important people on the phone today because you do the work.
1: I was told by my mentor, you do not organize on the behalf of people without organizing with people. So seeing this, though, how I have attention because I'm a rapper, I want to give that attention exactly to where it should go. And that's the people who are in the fields doing the work, whether that's IKEA. Or Gary, or NSA, I just wanted to make sure that along with answering my questions today or questions from me, that you didn't hang up the phone looking for who the people that are doing the work, but they're on the phone or on the Zoom call with us. And with that said, I'll digress and listen. Listen, remember when the guy called up earlier and said um, people need to be meeting, coming up with demands, coming up with a plan? Yep. Uh, what killer Mike? What killer Mike? is doing has been happening okay that's the that, that that one just went public but we all know mike is a brother that always does the work but i'm gonna tell y'all something we don't need to be plotting and planning in front of the world let's let folks just see the work they don't need to see how the food is being cooked you get more accomplished that way sniper position stay low keep firing and for all you brothers and sisters in, in the communities don't wait on a celebrity to help you organize organize yourself don't wait on a celebrity to lead you lead you know your community better than every better than any celebrity does so lead
4: well, in Chicago, the Mayor Lori Lightfoot has already announced new reform measures for police accountability and also a $10 million fund for businesses that have been harmed in recent days. So there's some new directives and she says there are immediate necessary next steps like improved right. training for police officers, bringing in community leaders and members mm-hmm. as teachers, officer wellness programs so they can manage their own trauma and stress, mandatory training on crisis intervention and procedural justice for all officers and a new recruit program for police community relations. So they. Say they're going to be implementing the these bounds. measures within the next 90 days. So nobody can say that work is not getting done. I don't think that's true
1: at all. Drop, drop on the clues bonds for Lori Lightfoot. And you know what else that shows you? Lori Lightfoot is a black woman. She's mm-hmm. a black woman who is in a position to do things that benefit the black community. She's that's not right. just a black face in a high place. She's a black face that cares about black people in a high place. So she can make those type of things happen. That's how you dismantle yeah. white supremacy. That's and
2: she's fed not. up right, and, and she doesn't give a F. And she only cares about yep. making sure what doing what's right. And I love it. I love that.
4: All right, and Kiki Palmer also took to the streets yesterday and she was demanding justice for George Floyd. And she was spotted at a demonstration. She did approach members of the National Guard, and here's what happened. March
3: beside us, let the revolution be televised. March beside us and, and show us that you're here for us. Yeah. Be yeah. The t- yeah. Yeah. Do it, please do it, please. We are good people. March with us.
5: Thank you I can't leave this post. I will march
6: through this street with you guys. To that next intersection. I
3: don't know. This intersection to that
5: intersection, but I have to control this area. Next
3: control. What is it to control, man? March with us. Can you do me favor? You a favor? Can you take a knee? Can you take a knee? I don't know. That ain't enough for me. They ain't enough for me.
2: I thought that was great. Shout out to Kiki. Had the yeah, guards get down. on their knees and everything. I, I love it.
1: Shout out to Kiki. Oh, wow. You do, huh? You love when the guards get on their knees. Go ahead and What is wrong with you, man? You see, you always take things, Kiki. man. This is
2: serious, man. She had the National Guard take a knee last yesterday, man. That was that was dope. That ain't that, that's not
1: what you said. Oh, you said she had the You heard what get you wanted to hear. And you, and you loved it. There's an inmate in a jail right now hearing that see, and smiling. See, you, you want the to, get want me on to continue? continue? please continue.
2: This guy's crazy. Like he, he <laughs> takes eight. everything that can't turn into kinky. <laughs>
4: All right, and surviving R. Kelly producer, Dream Hampton, she is going to be directing a Black Wall Street series. She has announced that. It's in the works right now. It's a mini-documentary series about the Tulsa Race Massacre in 1921. That's when the Greenwood District was known as the Black Wall Street, and that was because of the success of the 300 African-American-owned businesses. She said, Black people from Tulsa have refused to let the Greenwood District Massacre be erased from history. I'm so inspired by their persistence to lift up the stories of what North Tulsa was before the massacre so she's going to be telling that story
1: yeah uh, I can't wait for that story to be told um, also Dream Hampton is so much more than the surviving R. Kelly director I hate when mm-hmm. people I mean that's not your fault Yee but I just hate when people label her that when they say surviving R. Kelly director Dream has been around for a long time doing some great things yeah. Actually,
4: great like her journalist alright well I'm Angela Yee and that is your rumor report
2: alright thank you Miss Ye. Charlemagne who are you giving that donkey to
1: I'm a LAPD police chief, so not a guard envy, so don't get excited, but a LAPD yeah, police chief named kinky. Michael Moore. Okay, we need him to come to the front of the congregation. we Would like to have a word with him, please? Why, why do you wake up so kinky? Hmm. Hmm. Well, you, it's, it's, something, it's something about Michael Moore that you might like. We'll get to it.
2: My goodness. All right, we'll get into the donkey today. Up next is the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: Hey. Hey, Charlemagne say the gang
2: donkey of the
1: a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate.
9: I might not have the song of the day, but I got the Donkey of the Day.
1: So if you ever feel I need to be a Donkey, man, hit it with the E-R. heat. Uh, yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitch. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, June 3rd goes to LAPD Police Chief Michael Moore. Now, I don't know how I missed this. Uh, But this man has to get the credit he deserves for being stupid today. Los Angeles Police Chief Michael Moore said that looters, looters carry as much blame for the death of George Floyd as the Minneapolis police officers who actually killed him. I repeat, LAPD Police Chief Michael Moore said that looters carry as much blame for the death of George, George Floyd as the Minneapolis police officers who actually killed him. You can't make
6: this kind of stuff up. Uh, let's listen. We didn't have protests last night. We had criminal acts. We didn't have people mourning the death of this man, George Floyd. We had people capitalizing. His death is on their hands as much as it is those officers. And that is a strong statement. But I must say that this civil unrest that we're in the midst of, we must turn a corner from people who are are involved in violence.
1: Uh, I am a business owner, and Angela E is a business owner. DJ Envy is a business owner. As much as I don't like seeing people's businesses destroyed, not once has watching buildings get destroyed, not once has watching uh, uh, buildings get set on fire traumatized me in any way. I've never gotten a panic attack watching the Rolex store get broken into. Not once have I gotten heart palpitations watching folks steal some vans. You know why? Because I know all that material stuff can be replaced. Buildings can be repaired. But you know what can't be replaced once it's stolen from you? You guessed it. Your life for 1,000, Alex. Okay? Statements like the one LAPD police chief Michael Moore made are the sole reason there is a Black Lives Matter movement. Because we have to keep saying it over and over and over again in the hopes that you may finally understand that Black Lives Do indeed matter. Because as as you can see, when looters are being compared to murderers, then that means that this fool LAPD police chief Michael Moore thinks buildings and black people are on the same level. Not to mention, have you ever heard of cause and effect? There was no looting, protesting, rioting before George Floyd's murder at the hands of the police in Minneapolis. So how in the hell did the looters have anything to do with George Floyd's death? (laughs) <laughs> they didn't, okay? One has absolutely nothing to do with the other. The only other thing contributing to the looting in America is the fact that the celebrity-in-chief, your president, didn't handle the coronavirus pandemic well. So 40 million people ended up out of work. Largest unemployment rate since the Great Depression era. Poverty, lack of resources, no money, bag stopping, okay? Being broke is what leads to looting. You know whose fault that is? The president. The president should carry as much blame for the looting as the looters because he made this economic mess, period. Now, I know what LAPD Police Chief Michael Moore said pissed you off. I'm sure it angered you. Well, the LAPD had a Zoom meeting. There was a police commission that met in wake of all the uh, regional unrest going on in the city. And I don't know why this man, Jeremy Frisch, got invited. Uh, I don't know if he hacked the system, but Jeremy Frisch got through, and I'm glad he did. He had some words for LAPD police chief Michael Moore. Drum, I want you to turn the music off, okay, because I love a great read, and this is a great read, okay? On a scale of one to Kaya, talking to Trina, this one is about a seven or eight. Let's hear it.
5: Hello, can you hear me? I Yes. Black Lives Matter defund the police, I find it disgusting that the LAPD is slaughtering peaceful protesters on the street. I had two friends go to the protest in Beverly Hills a couple days ago and the protest was peaceful until the police showed up with their excessive violent force shooting rubber bullets and throwing tear gas. Is this what you think of protecting and serving? Because I think it's bullshit! you, Michael Moore. I refuse to call you an officer or a chief because you don't deserve those titles. You're a disgrace. Suck my and choke on it. I yield my time. F you.
1: Drop one of Clues bombs for Jeremy Frisch. That was an amazing read. Word to Kid Fury and Crystal. Okay, that was disrespectful. He told LAPD Police Chief Michael Moore to suck his D and choke on it. How does LAPD Police Chief Michael Moore react to something like that? Do you say F him? He don't know my throat? I would never choke on a D? Does he react, Jeremy don't know me or my gag reflex? Does LAPD Police Chief Michael Moore tell Jeremy Frisch to put some respect on his throat? How do you reply to that kind of read? You don't. Because LAPD Police Chief Michael Moore is wrong, and that's why he apologized. But uh, we don't care. Please let Kathy Griffin give LAPD Police Chief Michael Moore the biggest hee-haw.
3: Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest (laughs) hee-haw. Okay.
1: I was going to play a game, but guess what race it is? But I think Kathy Griffin gave it away, right?
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Up next, Ask mm-hmm. Yee, 800 585 1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can hit her up right now. Angela Yee, is the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: What, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on, mom. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real.
2: Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne Tha guy We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Jay. Hey, Jay, what's your question for Yee?
5: Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, I just want to ask Angela, how do you cope with moving on from your first relationship? Like, specifically, like, I'm a high school. I'm a fresh out of high school student, and, you know, I was dating this girl, and we had, like, good chemistry. Mm -hmm. But life happened, and college happened, and we had to go our separate ways, right? And we're not really on speaking terms, and... You know, I was, I was going to ask her, like, how do you cope?
4: Okay, well, so you're fresh out of high school. You guys broke up. And this is a really difficult time to be breaking up with somebody because I know a lot okay. of us are social distancing. There's a lot of things in the world that we're dealing with at the same time. Why did you guys break up?
5: It was nothing specific, really. It was just we had to take our different paths in college.
4: Mm-hmm. Like, she was okay. going out of
5: state. And, you know, I was going to another country. You know, to uh, spend time with my homeland and study there, and we kind of lost touch over the years. And what's so, your homeland?
4: I'm just curious. Where are you from? I'm from the Philippines, and okay. the girl
5: I was dating, the girl I was dating, uh, she's of Jamaican descent, and mm-hmm. she's actually attending University of Virginia.
4: Okay. Well, a few things here. First of all, I know sometimes people will say, "Oh, you guys are high school. It's puppy love," but there is. You know, definitely nothing wrong with you feeling heartbroken. Do you have any, like, physical chest pains, you know, that happens sometimes when people go through a breakup? Not really. Like, I
5: guess it was kind of, like, a shock for me at first. Like, I was having, like, you know, like, depression-like symptoms. Like, I couldn't really focus properly. You Mm -hmm. know, like, I would lose focus at times, and I lost, like, interest in some activities. But I did get some help.
4: Okay. Through, oh, you said
5: so like you, you went to a therapist? Yeah, through a traditional therapist. You know, I started going to the gym and I started having a more plant-based diet.
4: Okay, so those are positive things that you're doing for yourself to help you get through this heartbreak because you don't want to lose sight of things that you need to do that's positive for you. And let me tell you something. It is perfectly normal to feel that way after a breakup and to miss somebody because clearly, you know, you cared about this person. And so I think what's important right now is to make sure that you're in touch with friends and family and that they know what you're going through and that you express yourself and that they're supportive of you. Do you have good friends and family around you?
5: Yes, absolutely. I keep my Okay. Website.
4: And then another thing, do you still follow her on social media and do you guys still keep in contact?
5: No, no. We don't keep in contact okay. anymore and follow her on social media.
4: All right. So take your time. I think it feels to me like you've been doing a great job with coping and understanding that you are going through something and you're very aware, self-aware. So it, it does just take time. And, you know, they do say that time heals all wounds. And that yes. is the truth. As the days go by, it feels like you've been feeling better about yourself.
5: Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of want to start going in on relationships again because I feel like I'm more experienced. You know, I learned a lot mm-hmm. through that. And I felt like, you know, like like you said, like we were young and, you know, trying out new things. And, you know, sometimes when things go left, you kind of don't know how to handle it. You don't have any, you know, coping mechanisms. So I felt like that taught me a lot.
4: Well, that's good and I think that's what we should take away from every relationship even if it doesn't work out you should be you should be learning from it so that in the next relationship that you're in you'll be even more experienced you know better know yourself better know what you want in a partner what you don't want in a partner so you know I think you're doing all the right and positive things Jay all
5: right thank you thank you so much
4: no problem I wish you so much luck
2: all right. Ask right. Yee. 800-585-1051 if you need relationship advice or any type of advice. Call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good
0: morning. some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee.
2: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello. Who's this?
3: This is Lisa.
2: Hey, Lisa. What's your question for Yee?
3: Hi, um, so my question for you. First of all, I just want to say I love you guys individually, collectively. Uncle Sharla, I met you in Houston at a book signing, so I love you guys. Um, Angela, you question. My question is, um, yesterday I found out about the march in Houston. Um, mm-hmm. I lived in Houston for about 10 years, and so I just moved. And I told my boss that, or I was writing an email, and I'm like, at first, I was gonna tell her, then I erased it, and I just said I had an appointment. Um, I went mm-hmm. to the market. and I feel so much better. I've been just playing my role, doing what I can um, to make a change, and so now I'm on my way back to work. I have my kids in the car, they're asleep, um, and <laughs> <laughs> and I just I want to tell her because I don't want to put in sick leave because I need to take a sick leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want to put in like maybe comp time or and i do just want to have that conversation because i went from houston working with all black people or CCS, all black women and so now i'm in a different city and it i'm the only black woman in the office and i do want to have that conversation i just don't really know what to do
4: okay well this is what i would recommend so number one you said you had an appointment and you did so you didn't lie about that you had an appointment you went to go to the rally and absolutely nothing wrong with that. And the state of what we're in right now, have they had discussions about these things at work, being that you're the only black person? No, we have not. I mean, we've had discussions about race and things, but um, not recently And you know, what's going on. Do you feel your boss is open to having these discussions? I do. I do feel like they, that she is. Okay. So I think a positive way to approach this just because nothing's been done wrong here is for you to actually schedule an appointment to talk to her and let her know, look, this has been weighing heavy on me. Obviously, you know, this is my people, my community, and we are all being affected. So I think this is a great time for us to uh, take the opportunity to have these discussions, even if they're uncomfortable discussions in the office. And I would love for us to schedule some time to do that. And I can't imagine that she would say no to something like that. And I think that you could be a great catalyst for that in the office. Okay. I think I I have the opportunity to schedule an appointment, with her. I can definitely do that. Yeah, so, and I think that's really, really dope. And another discussion you need to have is about diversity in your office, just because you are the only black person. And that seems like that could be an issue as well
3: and you know i think we may have just hired another fly person so i'm not sure she didn't quite say but the way she was alluding to it i think she did so i do think they're
4: open but i do want to have that open conversation as well yeah now is the time to do it and lisa how was the rally it was great it was
3: positive great energy i brought my cousin along she brought her sister it was, it was a lot of people, it was hot, but the energy was
4: great. I got some exercise in, so just... All right, she's breaking up. Well, it sounds Foster. like it was much needed. Well, so much love to you, Lisa, and a good luck at work today. I feel like this is going to be a positive discussion for you to have in the office.
2: I hope so. Asking ye 800 585 1051 if you need relationship advice or any type of advice. You could hit ye at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way?
4: Yes, and we're going to give you an update from earlier. We were talking about this show, uh, Kimberly and Beck, and that show is an iHeart show, or should I say, was. And they said some very nasty and racist things yesterday. And so we are going to address what they said, and then what was the repercussions from that?
2: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, the Breakfast Club. This is the
0: Rumor Report with Angela Yee. I'm
4: now we were telling you about this show in Rochester, New York. Kimberly and Beck, their radio show hosts. They also were part of iHeartRadio and apparently they have been fired already. According to the president of the upstate New York market for iHeartMedia, Robert J. Morgan, he said, we made the decision to terminate Kimberly and Beck yesterday as soon as we learned of their comments and informed them early this morning. We will not tolerate this kind of behavior, which is... Uh, I can't say this word right, antithetical to our core values and beliefs and to our commitment to our community and everyone in it. So here was a discussion that they had after the attack of a local couple following the Black Lives Matter protest in downtown Rochester. Were they acting N-wordish?
6: There's your question. They were acting thuggerly, like I think. They're were they subs.
5: acting N-wordly?
6: Yeah. And by the way, you can't I'll- say that.
5: Dad, what are you doing? Hey, I if that will, been, stop hey, saying thugs. Say. That's
6: part of the problem. You you no, know, it's not. They're bad. thugs. Sure. If you look like a thug and if you act like a thug and you got three on one and beating up and, a white woman with a two by four, by God, you're a thug.
5: And by the way, there are people in the black community would say they are acting but, n-wordly. But they can say that. You can't say that.
6: It's double standard. I was going to say... It does And
5: I don't appreciate the double standard.
1: Well, Kimberly, that's what you get for uh, being white devilly. That's what you get for (laughs) being cracker, being being crackerly. Is that a word? You gonna make that word? I did just now. You know, I mean, I don't care how uh, much you've heard the Chris Rock n words versus black people joke, or how much you've heard Uncle Ruckus say some heavy niggetry at work. Uh, You can't say that, Kimberly. I don't care that you use it in the proper context. And that is also another reminder. Of why uh, DJ Envy, when we first started The Breakfast Club, put in his contract that he can't get fired over anything that I say. That is definitely true. Because <laughs> they fired well, both Kimberly and Beck. They were trying to defend it. The him, producer, the, the show producer
4: true. was the one that was trying to tell them, yeah, can't say that. And oh, I say, the oh, that producer. wasn't Beck.
1: Oh, I that was, okay. oh,
2: that no, was okay. the show producer.
4: Now, let me just say this last thing. I would I'm assume. Sure he
1: does, yeah.
4: For whatever new show is coming. Uh, So at least they'll always remember they got fired on Blackout Tuesday, though. So that's dope.
1: Ooh. All right, YG. Dropping the clues bombs for God. I like that.
4: (laughs) YG has also shared his new protest anthem, F the Police. Now, we can't play the hook, but we can play this verse the
8: oh, police, that's how I feel. Buy Glock, burn down the block, that's how I feel.
2: Murder after murder after all these years. Buy Strap, bust back after all these tears. Mama's crying,
8: how they gon' heal? How you will feel? Go sides pick up, bitch, this is ill. Big, big stick on me, y'all kill, we kill. Been tied up, call boy signs, we in the field. It's the Ku Klux Kops. They on a mission, it's the Ku Klux Kops. Got hidden agendas, it's the truth, I won't stop.
2: Open cases, police already hate me, why not?
8: Make
1: a rich ass city look like trash To whoever make the rules sweetie, ass is fast Man, drop on the clues box for YG I don't care what nobody say about YG YG been one of my favorite new rappers since he came out YG gets busy He makes Absolutely. great albums He does He makes great songs YG is a blessing to the culture I don't give a damn what nobody say I saw somebody I was arguing with the other day Telling me YG was whack I'm like, you out your damn mind You must Who said that? Who said that? I forgot who I was debating with. I was debating with somebody. You know, one of them regular Negro conversations. Mm-hmm. I forgot who it was.
4: Well, way, this, is great part too, this is a great part two. This is a great part two to his collab with Nipsey Hussle, FDT, F Donald Trump. So you know, R.I.P. Nip. Part too. All right, now Leah Michelle had, from Glee has had to apologize, and she also lost her endorsement with Hello Fresh, and that is for her past behavior. Now you know, she tweeted the other day in support of Black Lives Matter and things went left. Uh, she had said that uh, she was supporting George Floyd in the Black Lives Matter movement, but that's when one of her Glee co-stars, Samantha Marie Ware, accused her of tormenting her on the set of Glee. And she said that she doesn't remember ever making specific statements, you know, that it was said that she said. According to uh, Samantha Ware, she said that Leah Michelle said, LMAO, remember when you made my first television gig, A Living Hell, because I'll never forget. I believe you told everyone that if you had the opportunity, you would ish in my wig amongst other traumatic microaggressions that made me question a career in Hollywood. So she was called out for her hypocrisy and you know, things just spiraled from there. A lot of people were talking about their own experiences. Now, Leah Michelle has apologized. She said, what matters is that I clearly acted in ways which hurt other people. One of the most important lessons of the last few weeks is that we need to take the time to listen and learn about other people's perspectives and any role we have played or anything we can do to help address the injustices that they face. When I tweeted the other day, it was meant to be a show of support. She said, Well, I don't remember ever making this specific statement, and I have never judged others by their background or color of their skin. That's not really the point. What matters is that I clearly acted in ways which hurt other people. So she did acknowledge it was her privilege position and perspective that caused her to be perceived as insensitive or inappropriate at times. All right. Now, following that, BET founder Robert Johnson is calling for $14 trillion in reparations from slavery. Okay. And he said he wants to send a signal to white Americans to acknowledge that damages are owed for the unequal playing field that has been created due to slavery. Here is what Robert Johnson said.
5: I am convinced that the
9: problems that we confront today can be solved, but it takes a big, bold action And $14 trillion in reparations for damages visited upon the uh,
1: heirs of slaves is an appropriate statement. Um, Listen, O.G. Bob not wrong. Uh, Nothing good is going to come to America until they atone for the sins of slavery. So, yes, America... Has to do that through legislation and reparations. The black community needs an economic justice package. America absolutely has the means to dedicate capital to the rebuilding of our communities, and that's just another step in the divine direction to dismantling white supremacy. I mean, they printed Put up the OG money Bob. last time. They
2: printed up the money last time, so they could print up the money now.
1: Yeah, I talked to uh, mm-hmm. Bob. Hit me this week. We are gonna have Bob on tomorrow. O.G. Bob Johnson going. He going. He going. He going. Pull up on the Breakfast Club via Zoom. Why are you wrapping yourself up in a towel like that? Cause I'm cold. It's cold in my basement for some reason this
2: morning. Goodness gracious! All right,
4: well I'm Angela Yee, and that is your you
2: report. Yeah, I
1: can see Where? you. We're yes, I
2: can we're see you on all. Revolt.
4: Remember, we're on revolt every morning. All wrapped up in a blanket. Oh
1: man, I forgot. What's happening? He <laughs> all it's wrapped cold up. It's cold in this <laughs> house. A little, a I little I gotta...
2: old lady you look like my, my my mama when she lay on the couch. She nice and cold, so she got to get the little blanket. He Got the blanket right? wrapped. His hands
1: is all in the blanket. I should... I should've I should have put on my sweatpants. I got on my little short shorts, the ones that's right above the knee. I got on my got old little slippers. You, you got little poom pooms <laughs>
2: on. My goodness gracious. Maybe all you right,
4: should
2: have yeah. on shorts if you're cold. <laughs> what is wrong know. with you, man? Hey, what is wrong with you, bro? Yo, come on. We don't need to see all that, man. Yo, what all is right. wrong with you? All right. Thank you, Yee. Shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Uh, shout out to my babies. They just woke up. Happy birthday. We up like a little carnival. Uh, theme at the crib for them today with jumpies in the house and all that because I mean they they can't have their friends over they're not going to school so happy birthday to Lundy and Jaxie's birthday is Friday alright well the mix is up next let's go to Breakfast Club good morning
0: The Breakfast Club your mornings will never be the same
4: if uneven underarm skin tone is holding you back, Dove can help. Co created with real women, Dove Even Tone Antiperspirant helps restore underarm skin to its natural tone while providing 48 hours sweat and odor protection. Throw your arms up and show off those underarms. Good morning, everybody.
2: It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Kirk Franklin for joining us.
4: Yes, that was amazing. A to OG
1: Kirk Franklin.
2: Strong guy. Yes, it was. Y'all know, in about I would say maybe about seventy percent, sixty percent of my parties when I do, I play uh Kurt Franklin Revolution. I don't play For it in real. the strip club though, but I do play it in and when, when people are partying, I do pl- I definitely play it.
4: I Why never. Why you don't play it at the strip club? I don't know.
1: I just
2: doesn't, well, that's it doesn't a great fit.
4: time to type the strippers.
1: it, it, it doesn't fit. I, I bought my Bible into the strip lo- club one time uh, in Columbia, South Carolina. I took my Bible in there. I actually recorded. For it. what? It. That's, that's Why up did online, you why? Well, I didn't record it. Somebody was recording me with it. I mean, I took it in there. Just, I, I was feeling the word. Okay. That's all. all I'm right. sure. Scrippers did not want, they was running from them, that, that, that paper. I'm, I'm did sure. Did y'all
4: feel that's like <laughs> your census yet?
1: We've been the census. Yeah, a long time
2: ago. I just
4: want to make sure, because some people <laughs> yeah, still time, haven't long. done it, and you still can. So, that's why I'm it, asking you We
2: did that a couple months ago. <laughs>
4: I was posting from Yvette Clark, and i um, in Flappish, where I'm from. Only 65% of the people there filled out the census. So I just want to encourage people who have not yet filled out their census, please make sure you do.
2: All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club, good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne. Yes, indeed. I seen you on CNN last night, too. I meant to tell you. You held your own on on CNN. But you always do. When people say you you, held your own, I'm
1: like, he always holds his own. I was on Anderson Cooper's show last night with um David Axelrod. If you know who David Axelrod is, he was the former senior advisor to President Barack Obama. And we were talking about Joe Biden's speech in Philadelphia and what Joe Biden needed to do moving forward to win the election in November. And you know my answers. Because I've been screaming my answers on this radio for the past few months. He has to bet on blackness. And David Axelrod absolutely agreed. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you got a positive note for the people? I do, man. This comes out of my Black Pearls book. Uh, I have a book called Black Pearls. It's daily meditations, affirmations, and inspirations for African Americans. And uh, today's affirmation is encouragement. We can rarely expect ourselves and others to fall in line at a command. What we can do is encourage, motivate, and allow opportunities for the spirit to flourish. We need to show our children the world's possibilities, giving them the chance to become aware and excited about their own talents and interests. We need to give our loved ones time, space, and emotional support so they can get in touch with their passions. Excitement is contagious. Commands are a drag. So on this day, pledge to encourage and support friends and other black folks in their endeavors.
7: Breakfast Club, bitches! You are finished or you all done?